future! Man! Machine! The future! It's the Review A New Podcast. Uh, today, we, we're tripling up. We got uh, your boy DJ over here. You got your man Evan over there. And you got Butchers, Butchers, Butchers Will on the phone uh, on the other, uh, in another state. You know what I'm saying? Joining us for the triple up as we take on this, the, the third in the trilogy. And just uh, needing a sort of a three heads are better than two moment. Because holy shit, after the second one, I was just like, can we... We just need some help. We just need some more computing yeah. power for this shit. I'm not sure if this is going to make it make more sense, but at least, at least we're not alone. Yeah, just be like, there's a third part. We can at least do a two against one vote for what what reality we're seeing or something like that, you know? There you go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, we got the whole, uh, the whole crew in today to review the third Matrix movie, Matrix Revolutions by uh, the Wachowskis. Uh, and thank you so much for your request, Dr. Goatman. And if you would like to make a request for a movie live stream or a song for me to review or get priority queuing for those uh, requests, you know what I'm saying, where your joy can come up next, uh, head on over to Kofi.com slash Rap Critic. Get with it. Act like you want it. You know what I'm saying? Don't let Dr. Goatman and Arthur B. have all the fun. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Fucking the third Matrix movie. Why, Yes. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? <laughs> I mean, so I have a... This is, I think, actually the first time I've seen the full movie start to finish. Somehow, in all this time of being someone that I would say is somewhat of a Matrix fan, I don't know how I saw it in sparse chunks. I kept seeing the ending, but not having the full context for one reason or another. <laughs> so it took me the better part of 20 years to actually see the I, I don't know I liked it it's quite a, bit. a very big movie <laughs> I, I liked it quite a bit um going back through the narrative of the first two I can maybe see how some may see it as a little disconnected but in a vacuum I think there's a lot of things that work for it that's interesting so I I didn't hate it if you want to hear me hating <laughs> something there are, you know, there are there's <laughs> copious uh, examples of that. I definitely didn't hate it, but I I had trouble with it in actually in a similar way that I had trouble with the last one with The Matrix Reloaded, mm. which is mm. that I, I watched this in two half-hour chunks, mm. and then I made myself sit down and watch the last hour, but I really had trouble with it, and I didn't hate it. It wasn't, like, making me angry. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, it's so stupid. But I, it had trouble holding my attention, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of it was that, first of all, there are so many characters. There are so many characters, mm. and the characters, they're not all super differentiated, although, yeah. I, let me get this out front. Bane, that guy, does a freaking killer yeah yeah like his agent smith is so good it's so good that when neo's like who are you it's like dude he's like come on neo (laughs) like first of all who else calls you mr really isn't the one like (laughs) he's talking just like hugo i think that was a note i made i'm like he just i'm like man this is a pretty good impersonation i don't know how they're not picking up on the speech patterns if someone started talking like Hmm, what if I did kill those people? If I did, I guess that would make me... Okay, shoot him in the head. Shoot that guy in the head. Like, yeah, come like, on. Get, get him out of here. Eject him from the Nebuchadnezzar. Like, throw him to the machines. Like. Right? You are ejected from Fun World. Like, fucking hell. Oh, but just to give my thoughts real quick on it. Like, I feel exactly the same as you gentlemen do. Where it's like, I want to like this for the good that it does but then there'll just be this other half and then it's like I was I was finding myself feeling that way about the last movie too where I was just like I want to like this at some parts but Mm -hmm. then it like the narrative doesn't feel like it all the way delivers with what it's supposed to do but like the action feels like it's good at some parts but then it feels like it's just chunky and like bulky and just like needs the fat trimmed in other parts so it was like I found myself just the exact same feeling of like I want to like this for the brilliance that I do see peeking through but then where I see them not paying it off because of either limitations of time or limitations of budget or what have you but or limitations of creativity or imagination uh, especially as we get nearer to the end oh my goodness uh, but yeah <laughs> it, it, it was just kind of like what 
was that like I'm rooting for this movie it's infuriating like I actually feel myself rooting for this movie especially Mm -hmm. as it starts I remember like I so I watched this movie with my friends in high school and college this is one of those movies for us where it's like oh yeah of course we're watching it to like you know like you know these are the cultural touchstones of our day you know art school students but but like we still got our foot in you know what I'm saying the 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 zeitgeist of the culture you know yeah just like clerks (laughs) oh precisely you know but like so I remember watching these movies and having that feeling of like yeah when i watched it as a like super younger when i was 12 13 i remember being frustrated by it and then watching it with my friends i remember being like i feel like i'm supposed to like this because now this is like legacy it's been out for a long time but like i just can't bring myself to it i find myself clowning on like when we get to the fucking baby face machine i'm like <laughs> what was going on here where were we creatively with this? Yeah. <laughs> but the baby face has a deep voice. I, I think I'm going to be the most positive. You sound like definitely it. a lot warmer on it than either of us was. And that's, like I said, like for me, I didn't like hate this. It wasn't making me mad. Although there are a few specific things that I had mm-hmm. issue with, but I, it's more like. So to me, the first Matrix movie, you know, when we did the episode on that, we talked about the, you know, the very obvious like trans parallels and stuff. And it it yeah. feels very personal. It's a very personal story about figuring out who you are. And mm. yeah, there's like yes. action sequences and there's all the sci-fi lore and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's about Neo figuring out who he is and sort of discovering himself. And the the second and the third movies feel a lot more like the Wachowskis were kind of like, we've got all these ideas. Let's explore all these really, really big ideas. Yeah. And it felt if they both feel um, less personal. And also, I think the thing that got on my nerves the most was the programs. And this gets way more pronounced mm-hmm. in the third movie. Okay. Yes. There's a family of programs. There's two mm-hmm. programs that had a baby. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They had a baby, a uh, baby program, uh, and they're like... A program baby. And they're like, she shouldn't... There, She's going to get deleted because she doesn't serve a purpose, And but she's my daughter, and I love her. It's like, I want to know Ooh. what the Wachowski sisters think program is i want to know because and this goes back to like okay with the machines right like the squids they were machines like who made them originally and also and it's like who is it? like is the oracle an of a squid matrix. machine like you know because it's if like it's it's an ai ma- right uh, yeah like who is who are there what is the hierarchy and, of who's and, and it I, seems I guess, like the oracle has yeah. big fucking uh power like, in what's happening but she seems to be completely cut off from what the well, machines and, outside and, with the dreads are doing you know what yeah, I mean? and, and here's the thing mm-hmm. so like in the first movie we don't know we don't find out the oracle is not a human until yeah, the, second the second movie. One. So in the first movie, as far as we know, all of the characters, all of the named characters other than Agent Smith, essentially, are humans. They have a body somewhere that's either in a pod or on a ship and and they're a human and then they're in the Matrix and they're interacting with the Matrix. And then you've got Agent Smith, who's this, you know, rogue Pro- program um, that's yeah. serving a purpose and trying to fulfill that purpose. Like, OK, cool. Yeah. And then. Right. Starting in the second movie, it starts to get a little bit like our programs people. And there's a lot like Sarah. We find out the Oracle is a program. Seraph is a program. Yeah, yeah. And the, the Amanda, Mandalorian. But, but like with Agent Smith. The Mar- with, Mariv- with, yeah, Merovingian. The Merovingian. But what's annoying, yeah. about, uh, what's annoying about Smith especially is that it's like, okay, in the first movie, he's this program that's sent to destroy Neo. In the second movie, he's un- attached from the Matrix. And he is still a program that really wants to destroy Neo. So nothing really has changed. Like. You know? Well, and I guess it's that he's more dangerous and he's able to kind of leap into the real world. And- right, right. That, that's what's supposed to be the threat. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really get paid off until the third movie of him being in the real world. I, I will say what... Like, there's the thing of, like, the oh, he set off the EMP. But that's such a, like, background third and a half act thing that it's like, huh, mm-hmm. what 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 happened with that? Okay, you know? so so here's here's, I think, what was the big barrier for me in terms of enjoying this movie as much as maybe I might have, right? So you've mm-hmm. got two worlds. You've got the Matrix world and you have the, you know, the meat space machine, the, the machine world. Right. And in the machine world, 
humans are humans with physical limitations. Everything there, it's grounded in physics. Everything's real. And to me, that makes it a lot more satisfying. Like, for example, Bane, when when Agent Smith is in Bane's body, oh, right, he's yeah. as dangerous as any fit man right. is. Like, he's dangerous. He can punch people. He can hurt people. But he's not going to, like, wobble his head around and take somebody over. He's still right. got the limitations of a human body. And right. to me, that makes, like, the fight scenes way more interesting. Yeah. I'd much rather see two actual humans punching and hitting and throwing things at each other than see, like, a CGI, somebody's running up on the wall and, exactly. and, and that, right? Yeah. So that's way more interesting. But hmm. the other thing, the other side of that, though, is the Matrix sequences are just way more visually interesting generally because they have so much going on the stuff in zion and on the ships is so I, and i feel like this Brown is gonna make and gray well and i yeah. feel like this yeah, is gonna make it, me a, sound like such a like smooth brain i need more color i need more stuff going on like it's oh, well you've so, got the matrix where everything is green it's, it's just green it's, yeah. green. it's just green but compared to like, <laughs> but yeah, like everything everything in zion yeah, and the pops, machine yeah. world is like just this monochrome gray and also it's not just like the literal color palette but like the way that people talk and behave mm. is generally like all these characters all these like it's, and i get it's like there's military uh -huh. bearing but yeah. th there's a sameness right and so yeah. i feel like, Where yeah. like why did we need this many people it, it's ironically inhuman yeah, when right, there's like six right, people right. behind that uh, white-haired, like uh, uh, brash captain with the perma frown, you know, it's kind of like who were all of those guys? Were we supposed to care about who those were? Yeah, you know. It, but it, then there will be moments where like the little guy, uh, this uh, uh, little guy who got saved by Matrix, uh, made, but saved kid, by Neo. Yeah, yeah where I like, oh, I like that this guy got a bit of a story. I wish we were following him more. Oh, the two women who you know are clearly kind of coded lesbian, and you know, of course, he got to bury the gays in the third act with the, yeah. the one cool chick who was just like. Why is this girl not a bigger part of the story? Like, remember the bald headed chick? Yeah, they were yeah, firing yeah. The I know, right? They were like, so cool. I was like, that was, why have we oh, not yeah, seen yeah, them yeah. earlier in this film? Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, and some of that may have just been it was 2003. But it felt like such an Independence Day. Like, this felt like this should have been a cast of thousands, but it felt like a. Here's a cast. Oh, by, oh, by the way, here's them over there. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Here's them over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, mm -hmm. so for me, like, if we had had the visual interest of the Matrix setting with the groundedness mm -hmm. of the stuff that's outside the Matrix, I feel like I would have been engaged throughout a lot more of it. And I will. I'm going to go ahead and front load my complaints because I have two more little nitpicky complaints, okay. and I will get that out of the way, uh, and then I will stop bitching. Okay. So first game. of all, so. So the Oracle, obviously the original actress who played the Oracle died and they cast yes. another actress. And the thing is, they cast another actress who is the same type. Like if you like she could have originally played the role, right? right like right. same same right. type, but very obviously a different person. And I feel like that kind of thing takes me out of it so much because it's so obvious that the actress just died. And, and so and they, they scrambled. just scrambled. And so they cast another actress who's a similar type. And then they throw in a line about, oh, she has a new form or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, have her be a completely, like, have her be a 20-year-old Asian dude. Like, have yeah. her have <laughs> her be a totally different person. Like, or it, it should have been Sarah. That should have been, like, Because the instead it just feels. It's feel, just a duplicate anyway, dude. You need Oracle and Sarah. Well, it, like they, it just well, but I was gonna say uh -huh. uh, it just feels we'll like the Oracle was kind of. It feels like the Oracle was just like playing with the character creation settings and like slightly <laughs> adjusting her features. It's like why would she do that? I didn't mind it working as a like in universe plot, but it's like yeah, I I understand the the criticism where it's like if you could become anything, why would you kind of go back to something that you've already been? Which I guess is weirdly echoing of basically the entire plot of the fourth matrix <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it just took it took me out because it felt like a production patch it was so obvious yeah. and oops yeah. we lost the el elderly actress we had we'd better cast another one like and so it took me it took it killed my suspension of disbelief around that mm, yeah and I guess for me it had the opposite effect where I'm like oh I appreciate it's like this is one of the few times you can actually kind of work it into the narrative and, and have it make sense, but I can also easily see how someone could see it as, like, contrived. So it's like, for me, it worked narratively because it's like, 
you know, the, there are different matrices. So, like, this is the the sixth Neo. So, for a program to basically be, I guess, in a sense, deleted and then brought back with the same capabilities but with, like, a different coat, I can believe that for a, a like, I can suspend my disbelief long enough because it's like, oh, it's an in-universe reason. It's like, they didn't have to. They could easily just say, oh, it's the same lady. Hey, I, um, I, I just thought about something. Seraph mm-hmm. isn't in the first movie. Is, no, they don't only, need him to shepherd them to her. Yeah. The second, yeah. Again, doesn't it feel like there's just like a redundancy of more characters just because to have more characters? Like, you know, and, and then okay. that's why it feels frustrating. I mean, Seraph is cool at he's least. Cool, there's a lot of characters who are not he that cool. He doesn't do anything. Like, remember the scene where he's like, yeah. I beat you last time, Smith. And it's like, but this time it's a little different. It's like, Okay, so are you gonna try, Seraph? Oh no, you just lose in the scene, and it was just you, waste. You uh, asked waste too time. much of me. And then wait a minute, like why is this an abandoned building? Like, does anyone live in the Matrix anymore? Like, what's happening? Like, you know, like did he assimilate everyone in the building, and that's why there's all those people? Because remember, they're like walking mm-hmm. through the scene, and they're leaving the Oracle, and like you know, going out with with the Sati, the little Indian girl, and it's kind of like a all right, he's about to take her, and then oh, they can't take the elevator. Oh no, the Smiths are coming up the stairs, and oh wow, they're really screwed and what are they gonna do with it oh i guess they just get a set oh shit okay i guess they're just dead it's like fuck but then fuck the way this movie ends Ooh, it's a period let's okay. just start from right, the wait, wait 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 yeah. wait one more okay i've oh, got yeah. i've got one complaint i'm gonna get out of the way and this i fully admit this is totally subjective i like okay. please feel free to tell me i'm full of shit but the space fight battle <laughs> scenes were so boring Weightless. and dorky to me because yeah. like when they're just oh, in the air because, because, <laughs> because we're going back and forth like I said this is totally subjective but for me it's like we're going back and forth between CGI cartoon space fights which mm. I, I mm-hmm. see, CGI action sequences especially with vehicles are so freaking boring to me like I I always think about like Mad Max Fury Road and how yeah, cool yeah. that was with the practical effects obviously you can't do that with spaceships but nonetheless I just find the CGI thing boring. And then Mm. cutting to, I'm sorry, but to me, the people piloting inside looked so dorky. Oh, so Star Trek. And it just felt, (laughs) it felt to me like, oh, they're trying to make gamers feel cool. Uh. (laughs) You know, so I fully welcome the hate for saying that. But but that was, no, no, no. Forget the ships. Forget the ships. What looked the worst to me was the goddamn mech suits where they're just okay, open why were they all it's, naked it's out there? Now, okay, why yeah, were that, they just them like not having a windscreen was definitely a yeah. major flaw. They, they look like toddlers in a bouncy, like one of those bouncy <laughs> things that you stick a baby in. Like, they, they're crazy? like, why are they just like flailing around completely <laughs> vulnerable? It's like, yeah, of course you're gonna get shot, you doofus. Like, yeah, it's like the, the what was it, the, the TARDISes or uh, no, not the TARDIS, uh, the Doctor Who things that I. I Exterminate, exterminate. They had it right. You completely surround yourself with something. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you can't attack. What is their problem? Like, you've got these, you know, machines are attacking you, and you're just standing like, up there. Mach- guns. I guess, they, 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 I guess yeah. they didn't have the technology for glass. Yeah. That's a running oh theme God. in the movies. They don't have glass and, anywhere. And the machines <laughs> don't seem to have cameras. I, I, it's so infuriating. But let's get to the point. All right. So, <laughs> So anyway, well that that was all my complaints out of the way, and now we'll yeah. have a better attitude for the rest of that. No, it's like, and I'm I'm not gonna invalidate your opinion. On it. It's just like a weird camp because I've always like I grew up with the Matrix. I watched it when I was like five or six, and like I think I've seen Reloaded the most. I don't know how uh. Matrix and Matrix Reloaded definitely in hindsight were some awakenings. But it's like I'm in that weird camp where <laughs> I like uh. the dude bro part of my brain is like yeah kung fu action things, but it's like oh but there's like more deeper explorative narratives about like suppression and, and thematic thing and like this was definitely the sure. most blatant and that's definitely we can something explore um but at the same time i like i kind of defend it from people that try to dude bro too much like the matrix should just be fighting and there should be no themes in here it's like 
No, stupid. It's always been thematic. It just like it got too big for its britches. That, that's what I mean. I think there's only so much yeah. that like a big box action movie can do in so much time. And I think they just it got away from them what they could actually do yeah. with the limitation of a movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like because I'm I'm certainly no. not saying like don't give me any themes or philosophy, right. but it just it's like when <laughs> when he's talking to the Daddy Program. And he's like, oh, did you not know that a program could have, could experience love or whatever? And she's like, can we not? Can we not? Like, <laughs> oh, I like that little bit where she's like, what? Love is just a word. It's just about the know. connection that the they, word implies. They, I, think, I, I think like that. I, I, have, I like the Indian dude at the beginning. He, I, I have, think he's written there. I, I mean, I like. <laughs> I think he's charismatic. <laughs> I like, he was charismatic. Yeah. He was charismatic. I liked the actor, but like. I don't know. I just, I have a real, I have a strong allergy toward anything okay. that smacks of I'm 14 and this is deep. Right. No, and that's, that's definitely kind of what movie. it was hitting me yeah, as, yeah. you know? No, that's fair. I I think one of the, the unfortunate aspects is as blockbusters have taken over in the better part of the last 15 years, this movie does not age particularly well comparatively in that context. So it's like like me watching the the fight scenes near the tail end. I one thing I have to give this movie credit for. I'm sorry, and it made me so fucking happy. It just let a scene play out. I am so sick and goddamn tired of beginning a fight, and it's like, well, let's cut away to something else. I'm oh, like, look, they yeah, showed right, the full right. like the fight scene with the mechs happened, and it just happened. Mm. And then that we'll go true. and be like, hey, here's Neo fighting Smith. And you know what? It didn't cut away before the impact of the punch. They just fucking punched each other and fought. I didn't care if it was in the sky. I know they made the CGI in the dark to cover it up because it was like 2007 effects, and it didn't look amazing. <laughs> but I'm like, God damn it. They lit it enough where I can follow what's going on. They actually let them hit each other in the face. They let their stuntmen do their goddamn jobs and show the cool choreography. And I can't fault them for that. No, you are absolutely right. And like, I, I'm just spoiled because like, I'm like, well, I would have liked more. I would have actually liked. But no, you're right, especially compared to the action, to the action mm. movies that followed over the next mm. decade and a half. Yeah, well, oh like, my God, yeah, I'm yeah, so sick. And let me just say that as well. I'm so sick cut of, the, yeah, that some sort of other right before I punched you, we you cut know, to the next thing and, oh, we're behind it. And it yeah, exactly. bothered me. And, and like, then oh, seeing come it here was a weird impression. Yeah. Uh, so, breath of fresh air. I'm just like, Oh, they, 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 they like fight and they show the full sequel. Like they're just swinging on each other and then it ascends to the air. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen air combat in a while. Like, yeah, it kind of looks a little high school theater, Dragon Ball Z, but I give them credit. Yeah. My problem with all (laughs) air combat is that like, I'm about to punch you back into the air and then I'm going to punch you back into the air. It's like. After a yeah, while, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a little like, hard who, to, to what, what kind does it of matter? apply what stakes matter? those like, physics. Yeah. But I give him credit where credit is due. I'm like, oh, that's the anime influence. Yeah. Like that's it's like things like that. I'm just like give because I'm thinking about I'm watching this fight in the air. I'm like, oh, that's Dragon Ball Z, where <laughs> it's like they kind of don't have a weight to them in like yeah. anime. And I think I think that's the thing that's like okay, you can see the inspiration. But it maybe doesn't translate mm. for a lot of people. It's like, why do they look so weightless and bouncy? It's like, well, if your influence is animation, yeah, yeah. and they just like, you know, Cell and Goku fighting in the air, they don't move out of one spot, and they just teleport in this just to different locations. It looks cool in two D, but in three D, you're like, ah, there's no impact there. So we're we're 25 minutes in, we haven't even gotten to the plot. We go. But it was so funny. It's like, there's a part that I want to mention at the beginning where it's like, do you remember the very first thing that happens in this movie with the, it starts with the, the huge logo of the little, like one of the matrix symbol things where it's like, and and it's like, but it explodes. And then you see the orange explosion happen and it like reverses and you hear the music reverse backwards, ultimately for it just to pull out to just be one of the smaller symbols that it's like doing the matrix things back to like, where it's just like, Oh, it looks like we're about to, Oh, go into a city, but then actually that city is just inside of one of the smaller things. Hmm, is that some sort of symbolism for what the movie could be about? 
Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> it's like, let's see so we got very going. excited, yeah. Like, DJ was over here for the first half hour that I watched this, and he was like, watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> I was just like, they really started the movie like this. Yeah. They really did that. And again, it's one of those, man, if they did it well, that would have been such a, oh, hey, a little, like, callback to the, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, the echo of the story, you know, but whatever. So we pick up where <laughs> we pick up where uh, the last movie ended. Neo and Bane are across from each other, but I feel like they end up like getting away from each other ultimately, right? Because they yeah. take him to, into another room, don't they? Yeah, it's a, so, it's, a, it's a setup where the payoff is he is moved. <laughs> It's like, oh man, is is you know, Smiths and Bane? Is he gonna get inside Neo? Foreshadow. Okay, there he goes on another table. Okay, oh, all right. And meanwhile, Neo is trapped in the Matrix, but like not in the Matrix. He's trapped in a. He's in, in the, he's in the hallway of the Matrix, yeah. a space between spaces, essentially. And now uh, the they, Matrix lobby. Like, this is the perfect example of the, I like a bit of the dialogue and sort of like the, oh, hey, it's making you think about like, you know, what does a word mean versus what it really like does, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. intention or, or the, you know, the meaning of the word. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The letter of the law versus the spirit of a word or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and then, of course, immediately we have after that, like, oh, I love my daughter and I love my wife. And I have to look at you, Neo, and say, you are totally in love, even though you there's nothing on your face at all that would symbolize that your face <laughs> changed. Keep looking at yeah. him and Trinity. Uh, hey, audience, they're totally in love. Like, <laughs> I love people keep looking at Neo and Trinity and saying, you're in love with somebody while they have the most stone so face. Nice. Like, here's you the are thing. in I love with somebody, like, are you not? If, Lover. If they would have at least, because th- there was a, all it would have taken is a simple direction of being like, oh, he just mentions love, and that's what I feel about this. At least having Keanu Reeves like slightly look over to the left or something, just like some indication of, oh, I just give had a thought a laser, change. You have so, to give like, him a laser pointer. Okay, so I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta talk about Keanu for for a second. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was so mean. I'm just like, like, like when you want a cat to like a dog, and yeah. down Keanu like a cat, just it's like, over, over here, buddy. Over here, there we go. Um, so okay, I got I got to talk about Keanu because I've had this opinion for a long time, and it okay, okay. is somebody that's a, a huge cyberpunk fan, like the, for the game, mm-hmm. who had to be exposed yeah, to this right. man for hundreds of hours, literally. <laughs> Keanu is in a particular class of actor where only certain roles work for him and I have yes. a lot of yeah. gripes with he him he can't be a vampire in no. 1890s uh, Victorian England he, he can't do that I have a lot of gripes <laughs> with his performance in cyberpunk despite the fact people were like I thought I was like on drugs where everyone's like oh I loved it and so it's like it, but it's so weird because here he's like Perfect, because the dialogue for everyone is in that same stilted kind of limited range. Mm. And so I'm watching it and it's like this is you have to know how to play to an actor's talents. But if your That's lead exactly actor has what a, I think as well, yeah, if your yeah. lead actor has a limited range, now everybody performing around them uh, outside of uh Hugo Weaving, who was just oh <laughs> explosive wow. the scenery and the, love this, it in every second. And I loved it. It was so damn good. But it's like such an antithesis, so it stands out because he's so yeah. muted it's a like whoa wow oh well i'm you know. actually it that's is kind of great cra- keanu yeah, man. it is kind of crazy <laughs> to think of keanu the representation of humanity is like looks lifeless as fuck meanwhile smith the the robot is like when he takes his sunglasses off in the oracle's apartment like genuinely like, terrifying there is somewhere he's between, gonna yeah. bite somebody in the face there is somewhere between this movie and uh, 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 what is it? The Blade Runner, the Blade Runner movie about robots yes. becoming sentient, where we where we can have the the intensity and actual coolness of like you know what I'm saying, the fight scenes of what Agent Smith is doing, but maybe at least trying with the you know what I'm saying, like with Blade Runner trying to give depth and humanity to the character, even though it still kind of reads a little bit like nonsense when you look back at it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they at least were trying to do, like, hey, let's actually give... Because, like, I feel like this movie doesn't grapple with it at all. Agent Smith is supposed to be in some way kind of human, and he clearly is acting human, but they don't, like, really grapple with that, like, narratively, where it's just like... Yeah, yeah. it's, it's something that very much grows and evolves 
thematically with him kind of obsessing over the intricacies of humanity while simultaneously partaking in exactly that. Yeah, but it's like he never has like a realization moment. Like it just no, it he, never comes to anything. Which I, I guess yeah. that's kind of the his purpose as Neo's. It, it's it's weird. They have parallels. I mean, it's the point at the climax, but it's like they have parallels yeah, it, with one it, another, it, it but in like the weirdest doing ways. Something with that, but yeah. It never. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't come to completion because the narrative has a greater uh, theme about. Um, uh, fate and uh, it's a major religious allegory so it kind of like yeah. falls under its own weight of being overly thematic <laughs> yeah of, of multiple and things so it's like oh the the machine is more human than the human who's participating in fighting against the machine but the human has the heart but the machine develops a soul without knowing he has a soul but, uh, but the soul is made of the negative of humanity oh, and that so would have been great that would have been great if if if, if like neo looked at it and said like all this whole time you know you having motivation you yes. want to attack me. Like, you are human. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe yeah, it's like that was the moment of just like... Yeah, it's like you're just as good, human What are you talking me. about? <laughs> Yay! That would, have been, that would have been the narrative completion of like that. What are you talking about? It's like, I'm not human. It's like, well, being human is just a word. Like, oh, we tie it back into the beginning. Of the, oh, God you damn know, it. Like, that, it needed one line. <laughs> it, was it literally needed face. one line versus uh, what, the, what the Oracle version says. Just like, you'll know when the time is right, Neo. It's like... Oh, my God. Yeah. If that was the line that popped up, then that would have been right. it. Right. But, but okay, so Neo needs to get out of the Matrix, but he's stuck in this in-between transitional place. Yeah. But the, the program's daughter, they're trying to sneak her into the Matrix. Yes? Yes. Because I was she's about, about to be deleted? Yeah, yeah but okay, she's so about to be deleted was, in the Matrix? Yeah, or that are was, they yeah. in this in-between space? Well, and, and that was confusing because they, then they all get on the train to go into the Matrix, but then the parents say they can't stay in the Matrix. Yeah. And clearly the little girl who is a program can't like she can't leave she can't leave because yeah. well, unless they're gonna like grow a meat suit for her yeah. and inject her Which into it like I'm what just gonna steal somebody's body like, I, mean, like I, I mean smith was able to do it yeah but like presumably they're not gonna like you know yeah. kill some little girl's consciousness but, but to I give mean, satya body yeah so it yeah. begs the it, like it begs the question because you just assume there's only two worlds the matrix world and then the real world which we know is you know where the machines are like attacking uh zion and so it becomes a thing of oh there's a middle place and it's like oh but it's that train station right and it's like well no it's kind of where they are mm -hmm. so it's like wait is there like an above is in the truman show of the matrix is there's like this is there like this extra place you know where christoph or whoever the hell you know the guy who is in control of the whole thing like like is there that place like that looks like the sky but it's actually the control tower is that what they're mm -hmm. talking about but like so the programs can't stay in there but they so they're going into the matrix but here's the thing that keeps rubbing up against everything it's like do these machines not have cameras for eyes where they can see inside of the matrix and see things? How are these people able to hide in the matrix so much? Like what's going on? I think the Smiths are functionally the, the like gateways and sentinels of the matrix. So they're, they are kind of the eyes for it. But if you're, but like their eyes have to walk to each individual place. They can't like look above it, just like um, homeboy from uh, Tybalt from Romeo and Juliet is able to I didn't look say, and oversee things. I didn't Does, say do it was smart. Have cameras? Like I, I just don't like, understand. I, uh, Your system is flawed. Like, uh. arguably, if you have, like, a giant code base and you're looking for something and you don't know what exact thing to search for, so uh. you have to just look at every, like, function uh. oh, to try that what, it, You're literalizing it. Like it. That, <laughs> I guess. But also, can we just talk about Train Man for a second? He was scary as fuck. Oh, yeah, man. Out of nowhere somebody, over there. Look at this take public, If you're somebody who takes public transit a lot, Train Man and, hit. And hard. the thing about it is, he, he, he wasn't in the front of the train. He was just, like, sitting there. So he looked like a hobo at first. And I was like... Oh, yeah. that's the train man? <laughs> like, who's that? Oh, that's the... Uh, mind you, not the conductor. The train man. Yeah. The man <laughs> of trains. But, yeah, but it just kind of threw me off when it's like, wait, Satya's trying to get into the Matrix so she can not be seen by the... But it just seems like that's the... Isn't that where they would find you the most? I don't... Like, you well, know, like, that's their world, isn't it? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't but, get it. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's... I guess they're not omniscient. Like they're not. They're not yeah. perfectly omniscient. Which, if you think of the Matrix as being something that's sort of self-generating, and it's mm. 
you know, and it's vast and complex. Like even, I mean, just like, again, like I'm thinking about what actual code bases are like, Mm -hmm. even a pretty simple, like if you've got just a bunch of JavaScript files, like you, you can't necessarily, you're not going to instantly know everything. But but these are robots, aren't they? Right. Wouldn't they be the most efficient machines 700 years or whatever into the future at being able to click, 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 go through everything. You know what I'm saying? I think the purpose for the, (laughs) I think the purpose for the matrix was to be uh, self-sustaining without constant oversight and the, the machines them. So it's like, it keeps the humans docile. It's not really, maybe the idea is that like the, the humans not coming over here, if they get within a thousand feet, we're, we're yeah, because anyway. like the, the the whole uh, this is, this is me remembering the animatrix. The whole thing sprung about was because like a machine got put on trial and they didn't try it as a, a being with autonomy, and so the robots like separated themselves from the better part of humanity. Humanity got pissed, and that's how the war started because they launched nukes yeah. at him, and the robot said, "Oh, well, go fuck yourself," and so functionally the robots just kind of want to maintain their own sense of like autonomy i would think but, but they are doing it through enslaving humanity well yeah you, you know, know fasc- like- yes the robo fascists uh inevitably happened uh-huh. you know because humanity was doing what humans do so it's it's not yeah, like yeah. it's out of nowhere but it's like oh sure it's definitely <laughs> these, these robots are out for some revenge that that yeah, is for sure it's, it's, this is revenge juicing these humans there well actually that becomes the question well now, it's half revenge because it's like well we can yeah. also use them as batteries and they're out of the way right right so so here here's the question okay mm-hmm. is the only reason the oracle can see the future is because she's just experienced these things similar times so she's not like really pre-seeing the future as much as she's just kind of reminding people passively of what they need to do to get to where they need to go because i was like because that changes you know it, you know when you think about a movie through one character's perspective, like, well, we don't follow them the whole time, but they are still existing, right? So what are they doing? And it just feels like the Oracle, as frustrating as it is to listen to her talk, there's a certain level of it where it's just like, hey, you're not actually seeing the future, you're just... And then that makes me skirt again to be like, are we all just your fucking pawns and playthings? Like, wait a minute, well, Oracle. Well, to be fair, <laughs> like, like yeah. Neo is like the sixth one. So yeah. it, it it is straight up. It's like, but it, it kind of makes the first movie kind of feel like you were playing before a sap. Like oh, I'm, I care about you so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Sixth one, anyways. Like yeah, there's gonna be a next one. You know, like yeah, it's kind of a case of it, it, and and there was, and then it was two. But like it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not the first time the Matrix has run its course. So it would kind of make sense that it's essentially. She's not as much predicting as she is pattern recognizing. But but what what I think what she is trying to do is trying to skew things ultimately towards peace. Yeah, right? it was like what what iteration can we? She's basically doing the Doctor Strange thing of like how many times like what what are yeah, the it, factors that have to happen that make it so that it's a, things equate to peace among worlds. It's a, it's a stat based war of attrition. <laughs> Right, right, right. It's a war of attrition rooted in binary code where it's like, eventually, if we run this simulation enough times, it'll get to peace statistically at some point. It's just it took them about six tries (laughs) over like 200 years. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Like, I almost get myself to liking this movie when I think about what's going on. It is like, (laughs) this is some bigger, heady stuff. You know, I like how they're kind of playing with like narrative and meta narrative in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then they get to the Merovingian sex club where there's like (laughs) (laughs) said said without an ounce of hesitation so then they go to the merovingians french latex bdsm sex club with the dj has a literal fetish gas with like cutsy music and just how is this man even able to see the music with I have no idea. I mean, able to see the program and shit. And it's like, what I love is like, oh, oh yeah, there, there's one part where, you know, they go, go into the club and you see two figures step out. And it's one of those things where like, oh, it's 2004, 2005. So there's one woman that you can clearly see as a woman, but another person, uh, it's obscured just enough where if you look down at your popcorn at the right time, you could have missed that that was actually a woman too. So it's kind of, oh, you know what I'm saying? The, they, they have the fight scene with the, the three bald dudes, which actually like looks pretty cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I like how they're able to get in. Um, I just loved. 
Oh, I just yeah. love, like, what did he say? Like, get, you'll get in over my big, big dad. dad. It's like, I love that he's just got to stop right. and let you know he's thick. Uh, yeah, he's exactly. He's got to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> he's a chungus. <laughs> but th- there's a quick line about how, like, whoa, Seraph, you don't have your wings. What the fuck? And I'm like, did that? Did he ever? We never yeah. saw him with but wings. But it's like, no. does that matter, like, as a thing, you know, that, like, oh. What does it mean? I feel like maybe if you asked the Wachowskis, or at least if you had asked them back then, maybe they've forgotten. It was I a don't plot know. point. That they would have been yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah, there was actually a thing about how he had wings and then this and that. And I, but, yeah, it did. Because it, I was just like, what difference does that make? I, I just didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. So, so, oh, and then, the, so they go into the, the second level where the woman is, like, in green is like, can I take your coat? Oh, fuck. I, I loved Coat Check Girl. Get out of there, Coat Check Girl. Uh, Save yeah, yourself. They're like, no, like, no your limitations, smart. sis. You are, yeah. now yeah. is not the time. But, yeah. Uh, Thank God that those elevator uh, doors were strong as fuck so she didn't get shot through the, <laughs> as they were huh. shooting back. But what's yeah. so funny, like, this. So this fight scene kind of felt like, in a small way, they were like upending the things that they were doing before in the first and second movie. Because mm-hmm. it's like there's literally one scene where one guy goes, "Oh, I'm shooting at you, and now I'm out of uh, ammo, and I'm gonna do a bunch of stupid like backflips that are like really obvious backflips," and then he just gets shot to shit like before the third backflip. And it's like, yeah, that should have been happening. I feel like I've seen a lot of people <laughs> backflipping in this movie so far, and they really should have been like your center of gravity. Like, oh no, you can't catch me because only the middle part is like, yeah, but you're, I can. Just shoot you. This like, definitely it, was like, probably the fight scene I thought was the weakest because it has a really creative idea of like, oh, what if they flip to the ceilings like Spider Man? Yeah, but it's yeah. like, I mean, you're still a big barrel chested man with guns. You have, you know, it's like you've just made it slightly more inconvenient to shoot you. I just shoot up. Yeah, instead of it forward. doesn't amount to like, that much. Yeah. Angles or physics are still a thing, my boy. Like, all I got to yeah, exactly. do is point it doesn't up. ultimately matter. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like, the ghost dudes mattered in the second movie more because it's like, oh, that's actually playing with physics. They yeah, can it's move like, through oh, stuff. Oh, well, man, how's that they're, gonna play? They're out? gonna phase yeah. versus like, ha ha! No, I'm on the ceiling. Oh, let me just tilt. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get any. You know, we didn't really get any novel bad guys. Yeah, like yeah. The, yeah. Like uh, the I mean, I guess no, like sex club villains. Uh, uh, and look, the, the, those poor fetishists uh, didn't sign up for this. This wasn't the type of masochism they asked for. They were just dancing around in latex. They didn't do anything look, wrong. No, yeah, no, they, they, were just kink, they were just freaky. You know, nobody is like, hey, man, exactly. we, we wanted to abuse, but their, not like this. Like, relax. They, right. They were living their lives in 2005. I wanted like, my ass beat, freaky, but not like kinky, with bullets. <laughs> I did not consent to bullet play. Like what? Uh, <laughs> safe word, safe word. What was the safe? Shit. Yeah, exactly. Broccoli. It was so, broccoli. So, <laughs> so they walk into a club and with just the least tact possible. Because I was thinking, about, they start walking in and they just like <laughs> form a phalanx and just point guns at everyone and just like walk around in a triangle. And it's like way to be conspicuous, Marty. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like and you know what's funny? Everyone is so like in a dazed fucking sex orgy. They probably could have just walked up to him like who was paying attention to some right, other like those dancers up? were not like yeah. the, the people partying were not gonna stop and like waylay them yeah no. exactly it's like they were like don't let that don't don't touch me with that rubber don't touch right. me with that get masked like they're in a sex club they know about consent no one's gonna mess with you you right. know what i'm saying if you don't want to be messed with and it, it, and this is the weird like contradictory thing that is kind of interesting in terms of like text versus like the people making the text right because it's like clearly this movie is made by you know what I'm saying? People of the time who know about sex clubs and aren't yeah. like demonized, like they the would French. not actively be demonizing <laughs> it or anything like that. But it specifically feels like it's demonizing sex clubs because I can easily imagine being like a 13 year old kid watching this movie and like, oh, you know, those are the bad guys place because they're wearing sex gear. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. It's so yeah the, just saying oh, that. Wow. Like, the, the, you I, know, I the ironic Christian fundamentalism of the Matrix Right, like, well, look at the spiky hair and how they're in the bad guy's lair. I mean, sex club stuff uh, equals bad guy, right? And I think they probably knew what they could and couldn't get away with back then, but it's like, Mm. you know, it's a visual of... I mean, because the Merovingian, the last time we see him... He's in a restaurant. He's in a nice, fancy restaurant, right? And so wherever he... Like, if we think of it that way, if we compare it, like, we're seeing him in these fancy places. Well, it could all be the same uh, building, because didn't in the first movie, they said, like, 
this restaurant is on the 30th floor of this building. And oh, maybe. Maybe this, but, yeah, this is another yeah, floor. We're seeing, the elite are we're having him, sex parties. We're seeing him in fancy, yeah. fancy places where you go and spend lots of money to enjoy yourself. You know, whether that's a restaurant or an S&M club. And mm-hmm. so if you think of it that way, you could say that probably from the Wachowski's point of view, they weren't demonizing the sex club any more than they were demonizing nice restaurants. Right, 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 it's right. just he's a fancy, rich, bad guy, and he goes to fancy fancy pleasure palaces. Now, I now, don't know. What I love is that when you see Merovingian, he turns in, in his French accent, he's like, what is the hell? It's <laughs> seeing them like aiming the guns. And honestly, I was kind of right there with them. It's like, dude, you're killing the vibe. What's going on? <laughs> Like, it, like we're we're all having a good time. There's champagne and, and titties out. Like, come on, bro. We ain't got to be like this. Well, what what this did you, you pointed out with, like, he had trouble eating the olive. In yeah, the he, like, bites. Yeah. It, it looks like he's about to bite into the whole thing, but then he only bites into, like, three-fourths of it. And it's like, I what love a good... I love a good villain eating as business while oh, they're of being course, threatening. It's conducted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so which like of all the villainous things he does, him eating olives whole is probably right. the most devious shit for a French person to do. <laughs> well, almost whole, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so li- I, that's what it was. Literally, Seraph when they're like doing the phalanx of guns, he like bops a woman in the face accidentally, and it so looks like a, oh that wasn't intended. <laughs> but it's just like Bonk, yeah, just these keep guys that are in just. There. <laughs> Exactly. No, yeah, like, oh. It's like, why is this got to be? A, why is she being treated like a villain assistant? Maybe she's got an exhibition kick. Like, goddamn. <laughs> and and so so Maravinci says like, I don't think you have enough bullets, you know, to take everyone out. And I'm like, yeah, I would imagine so. Actually, like they really wouldn't. Like, and you see how many people are in there? Like, they would be overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like with only three of them. So Seraph says, we, you know, we only want to talk. And Maravinci is like. Put down the guns and we will talk, you know? And so it's one of those, like, uh-oh, are they going to have to, you know what I'm saying? They're outnumbered, outmanned, you know, outfoxed. What mm-hmm. are they going to do? Oh, they give up the guns. Okay, I guess we're giving up the guns. Dang. We guess we got to do what the villain says. All right, they're walking up to the villain. At any moment, you know what I'm saying? Guns are on them. They make one false move, you know what I'm saying? Heads yep. heads roll, you know? So he says, all right, I guess we're at your mercy. What do you want? And he says, oh, 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 I'm the Frenchman, Malvin. <laughs> give me the eyes of Zio. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which that moment was so weird, and it felt like very fairy tale. And like, wait, like, are we really what, going like, here? You want like, her eyeballs? Like, yeah, you want, like, yeah. Like, first of all, even if she was like just an actual human old lady, that gross. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> but also she's a program. Like, you you want to go up and like stick your thumbs in her eyeballs and like pull out program eyeballs that are made of code what i don't know i i think i'm just too literal minded for this i'm like but you said they're programs like what language are they in is this python like what's happening like i feel like i'm just like you you are bringing you bring it up uh, in terms of like coders who have watched this movie for years i was like it's we're supposed to like this movie because it's about technology i feel like i am just not i feel like i i have a block around buying into the conception of what the beings in the matrix are because I'm trying to figure it out on a technical level that just doesn't exist. But here's how it's going. You know, carry on mouse. Oh man, they're all dead to rights. What are they going to do? Hundreds of thousands of guns are aimed at their fucking heads like a goddamn cartoon. What do they do? Well, she has more than enough time to say to hell with this. Then she's able to kick three guys to her right and then kick three guys to her left. And then Morpheus is able to look at that and go, well, I guess it's time for me to kick three guys to my right and kick three guys. And the rapper's like, well, I guess it's time for me to kick three guys to my left and kick three guys to my right. And no one's actually shooting or anything like that. Everyone's just allowing these people to kick three, lift up their legs to kick three guys to the right. They have Mm -hmm. enough time to do, they have enough time for her to say to hell with this. I'm lifting up my leg to kick three guys to the right and kick three guys to the left. Oh, no one's shooting yet. No one Oh no, I'm able to grab my gun that was thrown up in the air, and now that I'm aiming at Merovingian, oh now everyone's pulling out their guns at the right time, and oh now everyone's aiming at each other, and now it's oh no, everything was in your favor a second ago, but then movie bullshit, and now things are in my favor now. (laughs) I hate that, you know. It's the action equivalent of like when somebody on TV or in a movie is like giving somebody a righteous dressing down, and they deliver like a two minute monologue about how they suck or whatever, and the person just stands there pouting and it's like in real life when you see somebody start in the other person just starts shouting at them like yeah. it doesn't work like that yeah, it's like and if you don't just like, air this bitch out right now 
Instead right. of all this, and uh, then, all this yapping, whole lot of yapping going on. She, Carrie Ann Moss aims the gun at, at Merovingian, and she's like, "What's gonna be Marv?" You know, I, I love that nickname that they gave Marv. Him. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that had me in hysterics. Just taking just all like, the respect out of his name. It's like, "What's gonna <laughs> like, be Marv?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> it's like that." The thing that I hated is, it's like, all right, the gun's aimed at your head, and then she, oh, is able to cock the trigger back in the little thing in the back. I'm like, okay. Is anyone going to shoot anybody? Yeah, the fact like, that the gun wasn't cocked. Okay, yeah. so I have a question about that, and I wasn't going to bring it up because I don't want to, like, show my ignorance here. Like, I I used to do, uh, like, rifle, like, target shooting with a rifle sure. when I was younger. But I don't have a lot of experience with handguns, but it always seemed weird to me. I mean, frankly, you see this with handguns and shotguns also, I think, on TV where, or in movies and somebody would be like, Aiming a gun at somebody, threatening them, and then they cock it and keep talking. It's like, we, we, you weren't ready to, like, yeah, it's like it's, you have to. That didn't seem that what's smart, going buddy. On there? Right. <laughs> like, I just feel like, just for this like why are you in the movie? Yeah. yeah. And I feel oh, like. Oh, now they're serious. There must have been, and it was probably some movie from the 30s or something. There <laughs> must have been a first time that happened on yeah. screen. Yeah. And then people were just like, that looks That's just cool. the thing you do. And wrote it in yeah. without actually thinking it through and then so like but this is what i hate about like you know in movies we talked about this how in the first matrix movies like oh there's little like moments that happen where it's like oh the movie's got a little jank to it like it doesn't go exactly how you remember there's a little bit of a like whoa how did that happen oh yeah because he got shot in this specific area so he moved this way and it caused this like that's what i was looking for in the scene like oh what's the actual thing that turns the tide in battle where she like dipped low, swipped somewhere, did something, moved with him. But no, like there's nothing that you can actually communicably see that shows the tide being turned in battle. It's just kind of like, well, everything was against her. And then she just kind of made it so everything was against him now. You know, it's like there's no actual, oh, what a clever bit that she did. She just went, fuck this. I'm just barreling through and doing it. Yeah. Like, it kind of reminded me, it was like, it would be like if in, um, yeah, it's like, it would be like, you know, remember when Spidey, you know what I'm saying, in the first Spider-Man movie where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it choose the gal or the train cars, you know, if he just aimed a gun at Green Goblin and said, no, no, put them both down right now, you know, and it's just like, well, <laughs> there's no, you know what I mean? Stakes <laughs> like, kind of change a little bit when the pistol, when the strap comes out. Yeah, exactly. But it was just like, okay, well, th- there's no ingenuity that has to happen. It was just kind of like. Well, you had me dead to rights, but now I just have you dead to rights. Like, there was no momentary flip that you could look at and be like, oh, the genius of the Wachowskis, look how they flipped the scene in that way of like, oh, she paid attention to what someone was doing, or Monica Bellucci maybe helped her. Look, can we mention that real quick? Monica Bellucci's just back with the American Yeah, she's there. It's like, I thought they they were done. Like, after she pulled the second one, like, she seemed to hate his guts. She seemed to hate his guts, and then she's just, like, sitting there very docilely next to him, like... Where are you gonna leave him? I almost thought she wasn't the same person. Like, and yeah. like, oh, did he get like a clone of her or something like that? Or just like, oh, it's a similar thing. But, I mean, maybe. No, she, but she does the lame line of like, she is in love. I see it behind your oh, glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see it behind your dark sunglasses the, in this club. The dark, the dark sunglasses they all wear inside <laughs> yeah. in, in dark rooms um, at night. But yeah, that just annoyed Wait, me. You- Oh, what? When we were watching this, and he goes, uh, "Where my tiny son?" Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, what was it? Uh, yeah, she says, "I don't have time for this shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone I'm impatient now. Enough ample time. Mm-hmm. And then never mind. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I don't like too. There's the setup of oh shit, you have to bring the oracle's eyes. Oh no. What are you going to do? Like, it just feels like there's a set-up attention, and then it just immediately gets subverted. And I feel like that happens, like, a lot of this movie where it's like, the they set up something interesting, and then it's like, the way it pays off is like, really? That's what? how you Okay, off? did anything actually come of their encounter with the Merovingian? So, this like, is what happens. Yeah, she aims the gun at him, and he says, yeah, yeah, they're like, all right, are you gonna... Because oh, yeah. the idea is, the idea is, I'm aiming the gun at you, Merovingian, now. Um, so now it's, I'm either going, you, we're either all gonna die here when I pull the trigger, or you let me get him because I'm so in love. And Monica Bellucci's like, don't you see the love? She's willing to kill everyone here just because of love. Right, That's but the yeah, idea. I, I forgot that this was primarily, I forgot that he let Neo out of the train station and that's mm-hmm. what it was. This is why, like, and, and I will, you know, I'm not blaming the movie entirely for this. Like, I 
you know, had trouble focusing on it for whatever reason. But I felt like there were a lot, the, the, the pacing felt weird to me because there was a lot of stuff happening that felt like a climax that was happening too soon. Mm. And then it was like, I don't know, it, or, or things got kind of paid off in a weird anticlimactic yeah. way. I don't know. So, uh, no, so, uh, so I had trouble remembering. It was like, wait, why did they go to the Merovingian? Oh, right, because they had let Neo out of the train station. Why was he in the train station? And he was only in there for like a second. He was, wait, he, what got him into the train station? It was the fight with... Uh, what got him into the train station? Um, he, it was it was the end of Reloaded. Yeah, but what happens at the end? Why would he have been there in the first place? Because of the fight with the Smiths, right? Yeah. What, what happened at the end of the fight with the Smiths? Wasn't he knocked out? Well, he was because they had him on the table and then they plug him into the Matrix. Oh, it was, um, um, didn't he like use up all his powers to bring Trinity back to life? Right. That's right, what right, happened. Right. So yeah. It's just sort of, it felt like. So the idea is that, oh, it was the moment of, whoa, this guy was able to use powers in the real world. Wait a minute. And well, then it becomes, so, well, duh. we'll pay off for the next movie. But he passes out. And so he. It, it, he passes out. Yeah, and so we open the movie in this. That's what happened. Okay, that's the connecting yeah. tissue. I had and, to be like, so, okay, wait, what actually brings uh, us from A to B? A lot of this for me felt like like him being in the train station and being sort of between worlds or them saying, like, you need to bring the Oracle's eyes or all that. A lot of this felt like something that if it weren't sci-fi, it would make more sense almost if it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's in, like, an anteroom to the afterlife when he's half dead. He's mm-hmm. in, like, Which, the spiritual realm. Right. I think that's what they were going for. I think it is like what they were, the aesthetic of it. I think it is what, yeah. what they were going for. Yeah, Matrix Purgatory. Yeah, and I think what I keep getting hung up on, and this is maybe just a me problem, but that because it's sci-fi and it's purporting to be about computers and codes and programs and machines, and and it's it's like I'm trying to make this logical, technical sense of it, when what it feels like is like a mystical, spiritual journey, yeah. and it yeah. is kind of a mystical, spiritual yeah. journey, and I can't wrap my head around trying to think about like... It no, doesn't that's try to com- thread the needle of it, though. computers work. I, it doesn't try to thread the needle. It just yeah. goes, you, know, you guys don't really know computers, right? So this is kind of like what you know about the spiritual afterlife or whatever. You know, th- that's what it basically does. So I, I um, think it, it's kind of a... I think what we're running into, at least we're we're running into the the themes in the narrative are circulating about this concept of like a ghost in the machine. How valid is the soul if it's produced in an artificial body? And like, how do you blur the lines between spirituality and technology? I don't think given where the theme started in the first movie and where they're ending in the third exactly hmm. have like the connective tissue that mm. they want it to have. Like, I think on their own, each movie has really interesting themes to explore. But this third one in particular is super duper loud about its religious allegory in themes about destiny and faith and like humanity. Mm. But what it runs into trouble with is like, you know, it's like all life is is sacred and it's like it you know love it's like to be human is not just something to be experienced by like anatomy and things like that and that's an interesting like philosophical exploration but it's also a hard thing to do when you're like okay but the matrix is functionally a hell for humans but now yeah. you put uh uh, AI Jesus into purgatory for hell. That's the other thing is I wanted to to bring that up because you you mentioned it or I wanted to touch on that because you had brought it up that the religious allegories like Neo in the first movie is kind of an even though there's the he's the one or the one or whatever he's very much a somebody at least I can relate to. Um, and though being the one or whatever, I don't know. Again, I read this fully as, you know, being the one is like being in love. You, you know, you know it, or like, it's like being trans, like no one can tell you Mm -hmm. if you are, you just have to figure that out yourself. And it feels very, very personal and about this sort of like, whether Neo's quote unquote, the one, it's really about him figuring out who he is just as a person. Yeah. And then the second one, he's Jesus. He's (laughs) not, not like, so in the second one, he is 
is the Jesus of the, you know, of the ministry in the Gospels. He's Jesus walking around and having mm -hmm. people coming up to him and going, help me and save my son. He's on the ship and whatever. He's the Jesus pre-crucifixion walking around and just being a person, but mm -hmm. being a very exceptional person. And then the third one becomes the, like, religious Christ narrative. Right. And that meshes it. I don't know. And it's like, this is not me like hating on Christians or Christianity at all, but I, it feels like kind of a shallow, the whole like, it's here's muddled. the hero and they're going to sacrifice themselves and save the whole world just like Jesus. It feels very generic. And I feel like if you're going to go into a Christian spiritual allegory. I mean, C.S. Lewis did it with one of the most, you know, one of the most iconic fantasy series of all times. You could do much more interesting things with that, you know? Yeah, it's it's like a case where you can do a religious theme, but I think tying your, turning your character from like an individual who basically realizes that he's the special into Jesus into like almost sort of it's like you turn it into jesus and then it's jesus fights the antichrist and they cancel each other out for the betterment of humanity so like the stakes get bigger but they're a little disjointed in terms of their connection so it's like i'm special yeah how special am i oh you're like anointed by god special like that's how much people believe in you great and you have to fight your own equal who's taking over hell and you know and so so much so that the devil you know doesn't like the the supreme Ooh, fascist yeah, that's right <laughs> and it's like okay so in order to make peace with the devil you and the extremist that came from hell have to cancel each other out, even though all this bullshit started because humans wouldn't let robots be themselves. Yeah, it, it, it so feels like a never mind that thing that happened earlier because now let's focus on this. Uh, we, but, we've both got a third villain to fight, so let's forget about oh the thing God. that happened before. It's like, what? <laughs> like, That's a huge thing about the narrative, actually, is the person that, so not directly, but indirectly, the group that caused the issues in the first place right. are the ones that are also advocating for peace, but not willing to accept the consequence of their community's <laughs> yeah, greater actions. As soon actions. as you know more about what the humans did, it becomes like, a, now wait a minute. Now wait a like, second it here. Like, now, it, Maybe it we brought this on ourselves. The story. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, so this is the thing too, just getting back to the story directly, because yeah. it's like everything's tense and on edge in this moment. Uh, where like Neo is like by himself and he's like, okay, you got yourself in here, you get yourself out. The it, the camera slows in on him and you kind of start seeing a rush of machinery happen and you're like, whoa, what was that little cut? What, what just happened? Is Neo doing something? Is he accessing something? Never mind that because then they came in and they saved him. That's the thing that I remember being like, oh, wait a minute, yeah, they really like started something and they just didn't do anything with it because it was like there was a start of. A hint of the idea of what? When he closes his eyes, he's kind of seeing machines. Well, that could just mean he had a thought or or he fell asleep. For but anyways, it doesn't even matter. He wasn't even able to do anything that could. Like, if there was, like, at least a second, like a Donnie Darko second, where he, like, was bending the reality for a second and being yeah. like, what? What? Could he do something? And then they came in and saved him. And then it was like a, like, maybe it was too hard for him to do. And then they come in and save him. And then it's like a... Oh, maybe he it could have saved himself. very Which, passive for the humans, like the hero slash Christ figure. Yeah, for, oh, he was just rescued. He was, because yeah. he literally says, ah, oh, you can do this, you can do this. And it seems like a joke that he actually wasn't able to do it. And he actually did need help at the moment. Like, he literally was not going to be able to get out, get out without that. You know what I mean? Which I guess that's kind of the, the thing with Reloaded is him realizing that his powers might have transferable properties. But I guess it's like, well, you got to believe Mr. Anderson, like. <laughs> but also the, okay, so here's something too that bugs me about the powers being transferable. The whole idea of him having superpowers in the Matrix is he's basically woken up to the fact that it's not real, it's all just code, it's all just ones and zeros. Yeah. And so because he realizes it's a simulation and he's not real, it's kind of like lucid dreaming. Now because he knows it's not real, he can do whatever he wants essentially, exactly. right? It's hacking the game. But but learning how to lucid dream doesn't give you superpowers when you're awake. Yeah, and, yeah. And it yeah. doesn't make... And I guess, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me that him 
being able to sort of mentally manipulate the matrix would equal he's completely violating the laws of physics in the actual world. <laughs> the o- yeah. the only uh-huh. unless the the theory is that it's still another matrix within a matrix within oh, a simulation God. within a simulation you're still on the ship Rick Sanchez I, you know like. I hate the fact that that's like a decent argument the only other thing I can think of <laughs> that actually is, is that actually is like that's a, that's a feasible <laughs> argument but then that makes me even angry at the oracle because it's like man bitch what piece are you preserving yeah like what's going on stop playing with people's emotions the only other explanation I can think of is essentially he does a reverse Smith. So how Smith basically turned his uh, technology into the biology of a man by taking him over and taking over his mind. Neo kind of adopted some of the Matrix into him so he can interact with it. And see, here's the thing. If they would have like... I'm not saying it works. I'm just saying that's the only way I can kind of see it. But I feel like there's so many things where they like do a visual hint at something, but they don't really go like, how could someone have really picked that up? You know, like with the Russian machines. Oh, did that mean he was... Was he able to manipulate reality? I don't know. How the hell was that supposed to be able to tell me that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because that's my only way of kind of like making it make sense is essentially... It, by alluding to the fact that Smith was able to get into a man and possess a man, so too could Neo pick up some shit from the some extra shit from the Matrix mm. that he learned in there, and they can both mm. transfer it to real life because they're well, they're two halves of the same whole and they're magic special white guys. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um. Real quick, uh, programming note: we are about looking at DJ's notes document. We're uh. about halfway through. Uh, the plot and we have been recording for a little over an hour would we slash could we take a break um, and resume in 10 or 15 minutes uh, I am just I want to like I, I'm I'm sleepy and I need to get something caffeinated to drink if, okay. if you're yeah. okay with yeah, it's fine. are you okay with doing that yeah it's fine okay cool 